It's a brand new year, but the same old us here on Red Pages Podcast. It is the 11th of January, 2021. This is episode number 159 of Red Pages Podcast. Uh, Fun fact, 159 is the sum of three consecutive prime numbers, uh, 47, 53, and 59. So we are going to be recapping those episodes on this episode tonight. I don't believe you. Well, now I have to do it just to prove you wrong. (laughs) Episode four. 47 was hold on let's see we gotta go all the way back all the way back we're going back to the uh the wild oh no what i can't just eat type the type the numbers in the url uh episode episode 47 was pancake ninja with uh guests mayor shepherd and reagan burns discussing n plus plus episode 53 was we were irrational uh, but now we've gone off the deep end we've gone off the deep end with bill gardner talking about his game perception and episode 59 was um, an alternate bone, but we did not have a guest, but we talked about uh, Straight Outta Compton and the crowns that they give out. Those are the paper Burger King crowns, apparently. The, so, those... man, we used to have good guests. We should. What happened to that? Um, we, we switched to having good hosts. It's one or the other. Boy, the next episode was the only episode of the show that I've never been on, where uh, Andy Weir was the guest, but I had to move across the country. Hmm. Were you not here for the Andy Weir episode? I was not. Really? Was the, I think that was the only episode that I was not on in the history of this podcast. No, there's at least one more. There's at least, there are at least two, because I was not on, one fi- uh, on episode 58 either huh. in 2015. It has been six years since we recorded those episodes. <sighs> Anyway, how have you been? What are the hats? How are your how how were your holidays? Um, they were fine. <laughs> um, you know, smaller because of re- reasons. <clears throat> um, we did a uh, we did actually a, a really nice um uh we, we we set up a Google Meet and the extended family would uh, drop in and out. Um, throughout the morning, the boys opened just like honestly too many presents. <laughs> so they they were very spoiled. We uh, um, it's good. Got lots of stuff. Got lots of toys. Um, one of those toys was a uh, a subscription to Kiwi Crate, which is pretty neat. Uh, it's those uh those uh steam boxes those educational uh um loot crates where every month is oh, okay a different uh i was gonna say uh i was gonna say are those are those raised on the kiwi farms like <laughs> I was, I, this is gonna go to a bad place mm, yeah uh they, they uh they, they do cut holes in the boxes so they can breathe um okay and another one uh this month's came today uh, last month's were uh, was uh, William got a, a a claw grabber, so you got like a you build out an arm and some 
some claws and uh, a rope and some elastics, and you can make a little claw arm game. And Finn got a uh, uh, a rainbow kit about colors and mixing colors. Um, and this month they got uh, William got a. I didn't see the one with the gears. Uh, this one, there were like two or three different things to do in each box. Um, uh, one of the things was a uh, a lantern uh, with you make your own constellations by putting star stickers on, and then you put a little uh, plastic candle in. That was uh, charming. And Finn got a uh, a, a kit about. Uh, phosphorescent creatures in the animal kingdom had some uh, some glow in the dark stickers and some uh. some neat stuff um yeah um i don't know really aside from that um i've got a new housemate um one of our uh uh oldest friends has moved in and uh wow. that's that has been someone I know surprisingly um, frictionless. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Did you did you meet Sam while you were here? I don't. I don't know if you would have. I don't think so. I don't know if you met Sam. Anyway, um, it's cool. When did that happen? Was that like yesterday? No, that was um a few weeks ago. Mm. I don't know. Time has no meaning. <laughs> Mm. Um, Ontario schools are closed for another two weeks. Um, Maggie has been teaching virtually from uh, the classroom for this uh, the whole semester. Uh, uh, but Me too nice. But uh, this past week, every teacher has been teaching virtually from home. Uh, and then the uh, the announcement came a couple of days ago that uh, that was going to stretch to three weeks at least. And then, you know, we'll see. But, uh, like, Walmart is still open. But it's okay. It balances out because all of the uh, the, the local businesses have uh, closed down. You know, there's a bit of a yin and yang there. Um, our provincial government has made a... Is, I guess we're not getting into politics, but we've got politics to talk about. Don't worry. It's, uh, it's been a mess. This has been a big mess, and it like really your your politics have been a mess. <laughs> I guess you uh, uh yeah yeah um there's more Adventure Time. Uh, we liked Adventure Time so much we named one of our children after the main character. That's not precisely true but that is technically true um and uh they've put out two out of four hour-long episodes and they are fantastic and they uh they got they got away with um making uh certain things a little more uh explicit that they couldn't do under uh cartoon network or whatever they're with uh they're being published on uh hbo uh something um, but those are fantastic and I want more of them, please. Um, Maggie and the boys watched Soul. I, I wrote in here that, uh, I was intending to watch it, but, um, was... you didn't miss out. Hmm. That's what I hear from you. 
You're the only one who says that. <laughs> um, how did you feel about uh, the... So, you know that, that Pixar movie about what happens after you die where, and then one of the main characters goes to the afterlife and, like, learns a le- lesson about life being worth living and then returns to a heartwarming conclusion in the real world? Yeah, wasn't that DreamWorks? The Book of the Dead. No. Is that a DreamWorks movie? Is there a DreamWorks movie called The Book of the Dead? Yes. Uh, and oh. it was, was released slightly before Coco, uh, which is, you know, the DreamWorks's playbook. The one that I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I would say you should probably see Coco instead of Soul. So I should watch Coco for a third or maybe fourth time instead of watching Soul. Coco is like a, a, a B, B-minus Pixar movie, I would say. Grading on, so so with the caveat that we are grading on the scale of Pixar movies, <laughs> which means that like um, the movie the, is going to just be like... Bottom of the barrel is uh, The fine. Good Dinosaur. Yeah, I've not seen The Good Dinosaur. Um, I, I was told that it was not worth it, and I did not hear anything to contradict that. Anyway, uh, I I think that you will find a lot of reviews so that say like Soul is a, a masterpiece fantastic movie but you will find also a large number of rules that say soul is an incredibly ambitious movie where the, the reach of the movie vastly outseeds uh vastly exceeds the grasp mm. of the movie uh soul is like six different movies there are, there are legit like six different movies in this movie and it could have been any one of them but it is none of them <laughs> it is a part of six of them um there's a lot of good stuff in soul. Like there are individual aspects of the movie that are really good. Um, it just doesn't, I, I don't think it has anything to say. I think it's, it's got a bunch of positions that it could take and then it does not commit to any of them. So it's very hard to say what the movie is actually about. Hmm. Like, is it a movie about how having a purpose in life is like, not a real thing like uh, you know a person is much more than what they feel that their purpose in life it is a you know they're a collection of experiences of the people around them or is it about how it's important to embrace your passion even if it will make your life harder because happiness is more important than success mm-hmm. or is it a movie about <laughs> how you should try new things because new things are what give you inspiration or is I mean you could just, I could just keep going on like this. It's very the answer to all of these is a shrug. Hmm. Um, and I think if you watch the movie, you will uh, you I mean you'll be entertained probably. Although I actually was on my phone for part of this movie because I was just like I I'm having a hard time following this movie not plot wise but just like holding my interest. But you know you, you'll probably be entertained you may walk away saying, I'm not sure what the point of the movie is. Performances are good. Jamie Foxx is good. Some good jokes. Um, does not feel like it is a movie for children. Hmm. It is a movie that children can watch and be fine with, but I don't think they'll have any idea what's going on. Hmm. Just like adults. No, adults will have will understand what's going on in the plot of the film. Like they'll be able to follow the events. I'm not sure a child will be able to follow the events of the film. Um, like there's a there's an entire bit sequence in the middle of this movie where Jamie Foxx turns into a cat, and you think, oh, it's gonna be like one of those 
Freaky Friday or you know, body swap comic animal movies. But then like 15 minutes later, that is over. Hmm. That's one of the movies this movie could have been. Turning into a cat. Yeah, where, you know, you, you get put in the body of an animal and you have to like learn a lesson about life or whatever. <laughs> Sometimes that animal is played by Eddie Murphy if it's a DreamWorks movie. <laughs> Well, Eddie Murphy played several talking animals in DreamWorks movies, didn't he? Because he was uh, he was Donkey. He was, uh, he uh, was the fish in Shark Tale. The dragon in Mulan. He was that is not a DreamWorks movie, but yes, he was a talking animal in that movie too. I heard that the lack of Eddie Murphy as Mushu in the live action Mulan <laughs> is what made that movie not good. They also took out the um, the um, Harvey Firestein. Didn't they take out a bunch of songs? Isn't it just not a musical? There, yeah, it's not a musical. But I, like, I, I'm not joking. I've heard that the lack of Eddie Murphy, like, not literally Eddie Murphy, but like the lack of the character that he played, with, to which serves the function of like being comic relief and breaking up the otherwise seriousness of the movie, does a great disservice to the live action Mulan movie. Hmm. That's too bad. Anyway. Also, um, boycott because of yeah. I, that's why something. I didn't watch it because uh, yeah. Because free Hong Kong. Yep. Um, anyway, what else have you been up to? Um, that was a bit, that was about it. We can just cut this part out and make that a segue and then talk about what you've been up to, aside from um, Seoul. Well, not not a lot. Didn't really do anything for the holidays. Um, Ash came for New Year's and we hung out for new year's eve and the next day we went out for a hike in the park which was very nice cool. we, we walked around we committed some some crimes i think what else uh my friend joe got a drone cool and it has i guess a, a range of 10 miles although wow. we have not been brave enough to take it out that far because we don't want it to lose it um and so it's it's actually kind of pretty cool you plug your phone into the controller and that acts as the screen for the camera that's attached to the drone. Nice. And you just can do digital photography from way, way, way up high in the air. So we flew it around my house a little bit, like inside the house. And then we took it out to the park and unpacked it and the batteries were dead. So we were not able to fly it uh, at the park. <laughs> so we're going to try again maybe this week. Um, yeah, we, we, we figure it would be fun to just like, take some photos, some aerial shots of the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Been reading a book. Uh, the book is called The Untold History of Japanese Game Developers. Um, and it is by uh, a guy whose name I'm forgetting. Uh, having done research, he's kind of a bad guy. He's kind of a scumbag is the impression that I get. Hmm. Uh, John says a panic, I think is how that's pronounced. Uh, it is 400 something pages long and is three... On top of that, volume one of three. So I actually have all three volumes. It's well over a th like 1,200 pages altogether. And he went to Japan and trekked around and interviewed a bunch of game developers who you've never heard of because they were like, oh, the programmer on this game that never came out over here in the West or whatever. Hmm. And uh, they're, they're really interesting. It's a lot of like really technical stuff about how the hardware functioned and how they compensated for what the hardware was going to do. And like what the, he, he asks like, Oh, can you draw what the layout of the office was like? And then he'll include that as an image. Nice. Uh, it's, it's actually like 
whether, you know, who the author is aside, which I, you know, never met the guy, but the content is very, very interesting. If you are a person who cares about the history of the industry in especially a part of it that doesn't really get covered all that much. He talks to a lot. He like, he talks to the guy who did the box art for a bunch of games back in the, you know, on the, uh, geez, like pre Famicom stuff. And then I started reading the Mithras conspiracy, uh, which, uh, I've got to read this. Yeah. I'm going to start that. Yeah. You've, it's not short, so you should start it. (laughs) Uh, that's a preview. I won't talk about the, what the conspiracy is. That would give it away. But uh, listeners will hear about the Mithras conspiracy someday. I've been doing a lot of writing. This is, I'm in my last week of vacation, which makes me sad because I'm going to have to go back to teaching next week. But for now, I still have, like, make my own schedule, do what I want. I do what I want, Dad. <laughs> it's my turn. Um, I don't think did much else i guess that's a lot of stuff um i dug up my brother's old ipad so that i could read the mithras conspiracy because <laughs> it's a pdf and it is much easier to read a, a ebook on a tablet than on your phone hmm. I don't and, know about that. uh the the tablet is so old that most of the apps that were installed on it no longer work and it cannot even run the modern ios operating system it just caps out at like 10 point something when we're up to 13 because it doesn't have enough RAM to run a new operating system. But on the plus side, it made that I could download a bunch of old games that were deprecated from the app store because they only ran in 32 bit and the apocalypse wiped them out. They don't all work very well, but uh, you know, it's just another machine that now has flappy bird on it. So like it was worth it. Is that still uh, in the store? Boy. No, but I, have I guess it it's associated. Account. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I I have Flappy Bird on my old phone and on now on the tablet and on my new phone. But when I try and open it on the new phone, it just says uh, it needs to be updated to work with this version of iOS. And hmm. would you like to delete it? And the answer is always no. <laughs> it is it is actually it is the first app when I open my games folder. I will always be able to at least look at that happy Flappy Bird. I um I don't really get it really good game incredibly high quality game hmm yeah played played a bunch of cards while ash was here played a lot of a gin rummy cool um yeah that's about it want to talk about some james sure video right. james no just regular james he killed the radio james uh we're talking about the king james bible the one that says Boy, you, have you ever just like, sat down and read the play Bible? Video games? Yes, I have. Uh, yeah. You know how really early it says uh, there were giants in those times? Hmm. Like like Genesis like six or something. Yeah. Like very, very early. Like, just, uh, there's a King Solomon will just summon up a demon for advice. Okay, but th- there's a lot in the Bible about like demons. Hmm. There's never anything else, as far as I know, about giants. Mm. It just throwaway line. Oh, there were giants back then. <laughs> the, the Leviathan. Right? But Okay, but the Leviathan is just like a big fish. Levi- Leviathan did not, like, walk around with people. Also, 
like coexisting and sharing space. I mean, and presumably like sentient and happy to communicate because it's a giant. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, not necessarily happy about it. The the frost giants were um pretty uh pretty hostile. Like, I, I just want to know more about the giants. I mean, okay, so we know that the tabernacle was made out of unicorn skin. That's in there. <laughs> That's why there aren't any more. Right. But what about the giants? What happened to them? I mean, this goes this. I mean, like uh, this, this is filed under Genesis mysteries like Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel and then Cain went off after murdering Abel. And then it just says, got him a woman. And it's like, from where? <laughs> I, uh, I, I actually right. know. I, I just read today. Wait, what happened? Is to there the an giants. answer to this? Please enlighten yeah. me. I'm reading. Uh, where, did, where did Cain's wife come from? I'm reading the, uh, oh, the, the next town over. You know, it's just some other god made some other people, uh, uh, the, and there they are. Uh, okay, sure. Um, well, right, right. Okay, good, right, right. Because uh, God does not say that there aren't other gods. He just says you will have no other gods before me. He does say there are other gods. There are lots of references yeah. to that. Right. Um, I, I know what happened to the giants because I've been reading Finn, uh, one of the poetic Eddas. Um, that, oh, I've read those. The, That's different giants. That's not what I'm asking. Yeah. In my headcanon, this is, you know, uh, the most, the most, uh, um, shoot, what's that line about? The most uh, crossover something. Did you ever read the book Everworld or the, the book series? Yes, by K.A. Applegate, who also wrote, yes. wrote uh, uh, Animorphs. Yeah, Animorphs. Yes, I did. She wrote Animorphs 1 and whatever the last number was. I remember she had this uh, very distinct description of Sleepnear. Or however you pronounce that, um, and the 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 knees, the the, right, the horses got like twelve legs. Uh, in in those books, it was like the 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 leg branched at the knee. Okay, that seems very inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like also in one of the animorphs books, there was a an alien creature that uh, evolved to have wheels instead of limbs. And, like, there was also some description uh, into how that works. Uh, and that, that seems that's weird. painful. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, I spent some time this past week thinking about those <laughs> wheel legs. Like, wow, how, is it, like, uh, how, how do you get blood flow through there if it's it able to, you know... To rotate freely. Yeah, yeah I was like, how do you not tear <laughs> the flesh? I, I should go back and wound. find out. Also, uh, K.A. Applegate came out as uh, kind of a, an anti-J.K. Uh, Rowling. Yes. A very strong yeah, she, trans she came rights. out as a, an, an anti-turf. <laughs> yep. It's very, very um, nice to see. Yeah, uh, she ha- has a movie on Disney Plus that came yeah. out recently, actually. Yeah, an adaptation. So she uh, won the Newbery Medal back in 2012 for the book The One and Only Ivan, which is about... Um, a gorilla i believe it's a true like based on a true story hmm. as far as i know okay wikipedia says that although the story is fictional it is inspired by the true story of the actual gorilla ivan so it is a fictional story about a real gorilla hmm. um who wa- lived for like 27 years in a cage at a mall and it is from the point of view of the gorilla hmm. the entire book and that it that came out uh in like August or September or somewhere in there on Disney Plus as a movie. Cool. I should watch that. 
I've heard this book is good. I have not read it, but I, I, I've heard it is good independently of the fact that it is like a Newberry honor, Newberry medal, medal winner. Um, yeah, boy, I never read all of those Everworld books. I think I read half of them and they were kind of hard to find. Like mm. by the time I learned about them, they, I think they were out of print. They had some really pretty covers. Yep. They were good. Also, I liked how it was just like, oh, you know, all of the all of the gods <laughs> made a pocket dimension and brought set themselves up in there. But also like King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table are in there because eh, I mean, like that's that's kind of like a myth, right? <laughs> uh, what, what's the difference like, between a myth and Merlin a legend? is just there. Boy, that's that's a good premise. <laughs> Those books had a really good premise. Just like, boy, the gods made their own pocket universe where they could just like hang out forever. And then a god from some other planet found his way in and he's just eating all of them because <laughs> he's he comes from a, a different uh set of rules i guess hmm. you know who should we get you know who we should get on the podcast hey apple yep yeah you should okay but let me you, you work on that we're talking about some james <laughs> let's talk about some, some the book section of our podcast yeah What what games have you been playing? I uh, I finally beat Hollow Knight. I picked it up again from scratch because it was on the uh, the PS4 for free, and I uh-huh. and I beat it this time. I really honestly had like I I had not missed. I, I was very very close to the end. I I unlocked the final boss and then just like you know stalled out. Didn't want it to end, so it you know just didn't f- finish it. Uh, and then this time I just uh, did that thing. Um, you know, it continues to be, continues to be very good. Um, I I think all of the DLC came out for it since I played last. Um, that was also good. I did not really touch any of God Home, which is just the uh, like I, harder bosses, right? Yeah, it's like not connected to any of the progression of the game. Uh, you, you don't take out any rewards, as far as I can tell. Uh, like the uh, the other DLC will like give you some sweet power ups that just make you feel cooler. Um, so I like I uh, I left that until after the the main game. Although uh, there are a bunch of endings locked behind that. Apparently, like I haven't really beat the game until I've uh, beaten all the bosses with all of the the the, the mutators on. Um, and anyway, uh, Hollow Knight very good. Um, obviously. You, You've 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 played it and you also enjoy it. Everyone loves Hollow Knight. Um, oh, ain't no Hollow Knight <laughs> girl. Um, and uh, before that, I was playing Persona Five Royal and lost a few hours because I I didn't save enough. Um, you should save more. And that uh, that breather was enough for a few other games to squeeze their way in, like Night in the Woods, which is fantastic. I loved it. I really, really like, you know, going back to your old hometown where everything is smaller um, and, uh, you know, there's some some weird, possibly uh, occult stuff happening in the background. Uh, the weird, possi- the, trying the, to the figure weird out occult what... stuff is uh, the specter of capitalism. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's very, you know, like. I re- I was really into True Detective. I was really into um, uh, Gone Home, especially the second season. 
really into no not second season I haven't even tried third season because it's the second season anyway um, anyway Night in the Woods Gone Home um, Life is Strange uh, True, De- True Detective um, what else goes in this bucket of just like uh, uh, like rediscovering the, the home that you grew out of I guess Gone Home is not the home that you grew up in it's but just it's the, a home. It's the family that you grew out of. Like what? What remains of Edith Finch? Yeah, um, I get that one confused with Esther. I think. Have I? Did, have what I remains just... of Edith Finch is the one where you go to your family's house after many years. Did I just skip that? Hang on. Yeah, yes. Did you I? Never played it. It's by um, Giant Sparrow, which also made. Um, the un un something swan, which I played. Uh, the I have not boy. played this game. You know what? I have. I just realized just now that I was always the unfinished swan. I had. I had always just. Uh, I, you know, I'd already played Esther, so I didn't need to play Esther again. But this is just a different game. It is I don't a know. I don't know why game. I thought that I didn't need to play this because I played Esther anyway. That's going on the list. Um, anyway, uh, where I think I own it. I think I have it on Steam. We need to do the... Uh, I definitely own it somewhere. No recorded activity. What remains of Edith Finch? Borrow. Updating ticket. I do, in fact, own it on Steam. Yeah. Um, request access. Send request. In order to allow game sharing. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, like, what, what, what else is in there? I feel like I'm... Ignoring some, some major oh. things. Um, uh, amnesia, a machine for pigs. Uh, I didn't play that. Return of the Oberdin. <laughs> well, that's good. It's not. Life is strange. Uh, yeah, I, I, that that is already on the list, and is also uh, great. Life is strange too. I have not played that yet, but probably I should. Um. um uh. Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> no, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy Seven Remake is uh, is the one where you go back to your your nostalgic hometown, uh, which is just Agency Final Fantasy Seven. That place you grew up. Steamworks Common Redistributables. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if I could just keep playing Night in the Woods forever, I would probably do that. Um, well, there but... at least are several others. Yeah. Uh, listeners, please, please, uh, recommend some games that hit on the same themes and tones as, uh, as Night in the Woods, because I just, like, I want to, uh, climb into this world for a, a while longer. Um, just inhabit it, uh, get to know these characters better. I could replay, um, I went, once I finished it, I looked up the, uh, the, the endings, and it looks like there are just the two endings, right? And then, like, you know, some minor, Night in the Woods? minor, uh, yeah. Like same ending, I have no but idea. I've two... never played oh, in the woods. Oh, then I'll stop uh, spoiling it. I you you can't spoil <laughs> me this game. I know everything about Night of the Woods yeah. in terms of plot and themes. Mm. I don't know. Like, I'm glad that that game did well. Yeah. I have no interest in playing it. Mm. <laughs> like every time I've sat down with it, I've just been like immediately repulsed. Weird. Uh, 
exactly the opposite happened to me <laughs> maybe maybe if they weren't all animals i would not feel that way huh. i don't know i don't know like it's got that that kind of like um i don't know not grotesque uh cartoony cartoony but not cutesy it is also completely outside my life experience in a way that i do not relate to at all oh uh, weird like i never had the experience of like going back to my hometown and everything being smaller. My hometown is exactly the same as I remember <laughs> it. Everybody still lives there and is very happy. And it's also not like economically depressed because of the ravages of capitalism due to like the decline of the manufacturing economy in the second half of the 20th century. Right. I feel like that is kind of secondary to the like, Dropping out I'm of college and not a bad finding yourself like the main character of this. Game. That's true. She's so bad. There's so many times where like I had to choose between doing the bad thing or doing the worst thing, but I couldn't tell which one was less bad. Yeah, like I don't know. She's really good at smashing up furnaces, though. Really good at being a bad friend. Mm, yeah, I mean, like you know, there's some some growth. That's what they the game is about um, if i'm gonna be a bad person in a game i'll just play more tyranny like, i really like there it's funny i really liked fight club and those are just a whole bunch the of really movie awful fight club characters or the book fight club uh, both or the... both i never saw the movie mm-hmm. i've read the book and i thought this is fine like my favorite chuck paladic thing is a thing that he didn't even write so it's <laughs> so one of those uh uh the uh, Markov generators. No, it's uh, that that book that his forums put together for him for his birthday about where they all the thread that they bound into a book. <laughs> where the, uh, you're only allowed to post stories about yourself that are the opposite of success. Huh. Boy, that that is just a just an amazing book. Mm-hmm. I've I've read it several times. It is <laughs> really. All right. You really will see the the depths of human <laughs> idiocy. Yeah. Uh, boy, a lot of that stuff is not safe to talk about on podcast, but I'll tell you after we're done recording. Um. So, Night in the Woods has like, hmm, I guess in Life of Strange, it's like it's it's very clear that there's some supernatural stuff going on because you nah. are the thing. Nah. You just got it's like your head. gets superpowers. You yep. have superpowers that translate very well, that map very well onto uh, video game uh, mechanics. Yeah, only in one, only in the original, though. Mm. In Night in the Woods and in uh, True Detective, you have this like you're 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 kind of left wondering for a long time, and um, I I really dig that. Uh, like you know, Twin Peaks, I guess, is also right in there. Twin Peaks, there's a great uh, piece of media. Twin Peaks, it is absolutely in no way subjective whether anything supernatural is going on. <laughs> well, I mean, you are, you've got to reach that conclusion. Uh, Twin Peaks literally has an alien step out of a dimensional portal and maul a guy. What are you talking about? That <laughs> must have been after I stopped watching. Uh, clearly. Mm. It's like, what? Like, Twin, Twin Peaks, uh, boy, Twin Peaks goes places. Mm. 
sure, it doesn't it doesn't hit you over the head with that uh, right out of the gate. No, no, it initially it, it it does not show you that immediately. Like the but the experience <laughs> for that, peaks is not ambiguous in its supernatural. Sure, uh, the experience that I would like to bottle with the, to to preserve is the like you know wondering if it's uh, uh, just in your head or just like a, a clever narrative m- mechanism. Um. Anyway, uh. Just, I just, I love the characters in Night in the Woods. Uh, I like how the main character is not uh, sympathetic at all. Usually, Are you going to get the little Night in the Woods PBC figures? I, of all the little dudes? I, I should. I should do that. You should get Amiibos instead, right? I should get an Amiibo, uh, file off the figure, and glue the, uh, the, the Night in the Woods characters on. Anyway. You can. Uh, get the crow. This game makes me uh, very nostalgic. I want to... Just want just want to play more of exactly what this game delivered. I I think the 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 podcast episode that I released for Patreon backers only. Sorry, yeah, you know, I know we said all of our content would be free forever, but this is not content that anybody but a Patreon backer would would desire to listen to. Um, geez, I don't even remember. Uh, where maybe I just put it on Twitter. Maybe I tweeted it. I don't remember. Hmm. Anyway, the one that I recorded at Indiecade years ago with Jim, there's a segment in there where he's playing Night in the Woods before. I think it was before it was out, and I was hmm. watching him play. Yeah. Um. Uh, a surprising amount of it is like, uh, walking back and forth through town and making sure that you didn't miss talking to anybody. Oh, it's a walking simulator. Count me out. But none of that is mandatory like you you could play this game in probably a couple hours if you just went directly to the the one person who the one or two people who would uh progress the the plot to the next day um but like i like the 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 game for me was like hanging out on a rooftop with loris and just talking about a cool horror movie uh, uh special effects like going down to the train tracks and uh, mashing some uh, some some metal figurines together, uh, laying your head on those railroad tracks. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, I was really uncomfortable with the the knife fight uh, with Greg. I was just so ah uh, ah. Oh. Uh. One of the mini games. This this okay. So this is a game with all just like it 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 splinters into a whole bunch of mini games, and one of them is like a. Uh, uh, a, a guitar hero. Uh, you're playing the bass, and you. I think that was a Kickstarter stretch goal. That is fantastic. Like the first thing I did uh, in the game was pick up the bass, and uh, I mean, you know, like a, uh, the first thing I did once I had agency was to pick up the bass and like, holy crap! There's an entire guitar hero game in the inside this game. And you you showed how to, that you could play the the baseline from Final Fantasy two. <laughs> um. Uh, well, that's a game that's coming out. Final Fantasy yeah. Two remake. Uh, it's Scott Pilgrim. Hmm. I would play that you again. You can get a hard copy from Limited Run Games. Hmm. What would that, what would that look like? It'd be a disc. Where would I put the disc? Just a or a game card. It's on Switch uh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that would do. Anyway, um, Night in the Woods, man. I just want. It's just like the the music and the color and the 
the the the shading and the characters and the just like sitting on the counter and talking to your mom about stuff uh that's where i sit yep um i don't know it's uh so good the writing is also great uh uh sitting on yeah i i got nothing against uh scott and bethany yeah hung out with them a little bit at uh gdc before the coronavirus <laughs> canceled gdc <laughs> Just uh, yeah, they 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 uh, they're also here in Pennsylvania. Nice. I believe they're out in Pittsburgh. I think is where their studio is. So like functionally, the uh, you know, so far away that I would never g- g- be there, but it is technically the same state. Huh. Yeah, like uh, so what I want is. But also this like the, sorry sorry to interrupt you, but like uh, the, the content of this game in terms of the town, is very much a Pittsburgh thing mm. because of the decline of the steel industry yeah. there. Anyway, continue. Um, so like I want night in the woods, the TV show or night in the woods, the, 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 the comic series, the graphic novels. I want just, there are just our other video. Just, games. Me, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I want more of this video game. <laughs> Um, there is a uh, there's a fan project that is inspired by Night in the Woods and is uh, uh, doing its best to mimic the the art style specifically. And like I don't know uh, I don't know where that's gonna l- land. Uh, morning in the woods. <laughs> no, uh, I'd have to look it up again. Um, they're they, they're posting pretty frequently in the uh, the Night in the Woods subreddit. I tried to uh, look up what the 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 devs are doing these days, and I found. Um, found a website that was like hey we're done with the 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 boss model we're doing a super flat uh yep they're a worker co-op now and they just haven't posted anything for over a year and or like less than a year around a year and that made me sad maybe i just wasn't looking at the right like maybe i was supposed to go to their instagram or something or were there there uh yeah so infinite fall is the name of the company wasn't it uh oh maybe they just like the glory society the Glory Society, a new worker cooperative. Maybe what happened is that I looked at like a, maybe they stopped doing this and started doing another one, and then that is the one that I was supposed to look at to see what they're up to these days. Yeah. So what happened was, so the the company that made Night in the Woods is Infinite Fall, right? Which was uh, Scott Benson and Alec Halauka. Hmm. Alec Halauka, he uh, committed suicide oh. a year ago after. Um, he was abused. He was uh, accused of abuse by uh, Zoe Quinn, and not this is not me blaming her for his decision. Obviously, like, but that is that is the events surrounding that is. Um, let's see what she's see. This is gonna get dark now. Like the timeline of that was Natalie, um, Lawhead, who is a friend of mine. Uh, and who I, who who has been fighting a, the good fight, very very uh, very very um, unfortunate that she has to be doing this. But so she came out about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say now that we're gonna have some content warnings for abuse and sexual assault and such. So uh, if this is gonna be bad for you. You should fast forward a bit. But uh, last can, can year, I fast forward? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so last year, um, I guess last year, 
two years ago, uh, 2019, <laughs> technically not last year, but functionally at last year. Um, Natalie came out about having been raped by Jeremy Soule, who is a musician. He was the composer for uh, Skyrim and a bunch of other AAA games. And this was something that like I had been aware. I didn't know who it was, but I had, I was aware that this had happened. I had not, obviously she, she had not told me the details and I wasn't going to press it on her, but I know that it was something that she had been dealing with for yeah, years. This is, mm. this was not like a, a just happened thing. And I was actually very happy for her that she felt like she was finally able to talk about it. And that article, that, that story got picked up by Kotaku and they did an absolutely atrocious job of it and just made everything worse for her. She was harassed. They like made it sound like he, like they centered him. They made it an article about him and she was not the only person that they did this to. This was uh, one specific reporter who has since gone on to other news outlets and has like won awards for reporting and has faced functionally no accountability for this at all. Anyway, I will put a link to Natalie's blog post about this or, or one of them in the show notes and people can do it because there is a lot to read. She has been tweeting at Kotaku every day for over a year, trying to get them to have any accountability for this. Mm. Um, anyway, she her decision to come out with that story led to Zoe coming out with her story about Alec Halauka, who I guess was having uh, some sort of serious depressive issues himself and he committed suicide um, after that, which is obviously not Zoe's fault, but uh, a lot of people spun it that way. And that sucks for that sucks for her. And it sucks for like people who cared about him. Like it's just a bad situation for literally everybody who is connected to this. Um, anyway, so Scott Benson, to bring it back to Night in the Woods, who was the, the other half of this company, uh, it, and Bethany Hockenberry, who is now, who is, I guess, creative partner? I'm not exactly sure what their relationship is, um, are now at a new worker co-op company called the Glory Society. And they are working on a new game um called geez i don't know if it's actually been announced yet they have another thing it's it's in the works hmm. anyway that's a bunch of backstory about that uh and i'm sad that it is like such a mess um there is like some footage of it if you're curious um the the game yeah yes yeah there's footage of their new game so i guess it has been revealed uh, but it is not Night in the Woods 2. No, I I mean... I... You can follow them on Twitter for updates, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely be happy with anything that they put out, probably. Yep. Anyway, uh, the conclusion to my story is that everybody should support and believe Natalie. Uh, she makes amazing things. And I've talked about her games on this podcast before like a uh, tetragedon and everything is going to be okay. And uh, she's, she's just a, an amazing designer. I didn't expect to talk about that today, but uh, 
I guess I guess it's good that somebody else will know more people will know about it. Have you been playing anything else? I guess that's why the the one Twitter account that I did find uh is protected and not accepting new follows. Hmm. Uh which which Twitter is this? Um presumably uh Alex. I suspect that that Twitter account is no longer active. Right. That's so. uh Hmm. Wow. Anyway, um yeah, this like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of bad stuff that happens in the video games industry. Yeah. Also, um, Hades is good. Boy, Hades. Speaking about lack <laughs> of abusive working situations, Hades ha- was made under like notably humane working conditions. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they prohibit you. I think that 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 Supergiant prohibits you from working for uh, a certain number of hours unless like. You can voluntarily just like come into the office, I guess, and keep working. But even then, they'll like talk to you about it and be like, "Hey, why why are you doing this? Like, you should get out and like enjoy your life." Hmm. There's a there's an article about that on Polygon, maybe about the the like specific work culture that they have at that studio and why they set it up the way they did, and how and uh how it should, especially like oh it you know they made this game and then it won a bunch of awards this year and it was made entirely without crunch imagine that Hmm. and everybody is making like a good living well that's good also um i guess i didn't play the the basketball one but i've definitely higher enjoyed this is the first super giant game i've liked since bastion Hmm. bastion was great transistor was yeah i really like i did not like transistor Transistor was really good but kind of lacked the the charm i think that in this one they like they really they really returned to uh the what what made bastion so great um for example like uh <laughs> this this one part where like if the first the first time you just go around and smash a bunch of urns uh the narrator will comment on it which is the, like a, a standout point in bastion for me which is the kid just raged for a while um and uh and then <laughs> And then, uh, and, and then Zagreus responded to the narrator, which was also just fantastic. Now I'm going to re- remember both of those things, um, the bit from Bastion and the bit from Hades, when I remember, whenever I remember either of them. Um, I guess the other one that was like that from Bastion was and, uh, the first time you fall off uh, the edge of the world, the narrator said, and the kid fell to his death. I'm just kidding. And you uh, respawn up at the top. Anyway, Hades. Uh, Hades is really good, and I like it a lot. And I want to play more of it. I paused a game of it so that we could record this podcast. Um, I um, I'm just kind of blown away by how much voice acting there is. It's just I don't know how many times I've seen Meg that, but uh, like. Six, it at least. Seems bottomless. Um, I don't know. I felt. I feel like it has got to be more than six. Seven. Okay. <laughs> six at least is correct. Going to be playing more of that, and probably I'll have more to say 
about it uh, the next time I record. But also, I like I don't know if this is a game that really has a an end experience. Like from what I can tell, even when you beat it, you you're uh, you are invited to start again, and like you're not gonna have a you're not gonna have a worse experience for it being uh, over. It's not like completed when you hit the credits. Um, oh, I also played like an hour or two of um, After Party, um, which is all right. Maybe I like, I don't know. I'm not super into drinking culture and I kind of don't like it. And this is a game about binge drinking so that you can get social victories um, by insulting demons. Which, I mean, I guess if you spin it as like a, an expanded, uh, what was that, es- Escape from Monkey Island? Mm-hmm. Um, insult. Um, insult beer pong. Insult beer pong. Yep. <laughs> insult insult beer pong. That's the one. Yeah. You're, you're thinking of Kingdom of Loathing. <laughs> there is literally a insult beer pong in After Party. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know, like, I, I, I don't really... I'm not super comfortable with the premise with either the, 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 the drink, drink, drink part, which apparently it's, you were saying it's like an indictment, but doesn't really read like one. I no no. So uh, <clears throat> that was not me. That was someone else that said that. Hmm. Um, I guess somebody it, else said that. It, in, yeah, in, yeah. In Monkey Island, it was insult sword fighting. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, the thing is like when you insult the demons, like they're demons. So they get off on it. <laughs> Gross. I mean, it's the truth. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I would, like, I guess if one thing is going to bring me back, um, I, you know, like, I'm sure it's a fine game. It's just not, neither of the two big pillars of it are for me specifically, I guess. Um, but I'd probably go back for more uh, for more Ash voice acting. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, probably, like, the my favorite character, I, um, in it so far, because neither of the two leads are very uh, sympathetic, <laughs> but the taxi driver is uh, is just very personable and like just tells it like it is, and you know, um, uh, just a good character. Um, anyway, uh, I probably would have played more of that, more of that, but it got uh, uh, pushed aside by Hades, which uh, is just really gripping me right now. Um, I think that's that's probably it. That is probably all of the games mm. except for. I played. I I I played a few games. Yeah. What games yeah, have you I been played, playing? Um, I played. So I played a, a, a one round of Back for Blood beta, which is the new Left for Dead from the people who made Left for Dead, hmm. which is a uh, with a, a totally legally distinct hmm. name. I did not like it. Uh, I think that it is attempting to shake up Left 4 Dead, but it is shaking it up in the way that they did with Evolve, which is like, oh, each, you know, we've got a bunch of different distinct player characters and they've got like, each individual, each character is their own character and has different unique skills and affinities and passives. And there are like cards that you draw each round, which create stat differences for that round. Like, What's good about Left 4 Dead <laughs> is that it is like 
two rules. <laughs> one player is a zombie and one player is a human. Yeah. And then you fight like it's got a bunch of video game crap on it mm. that I think makes it worse. Yeah. And that is a real bummer. Also, it barely ran on my laptop. Yeah. So that it did sucked. not run on my computer or I would uh, that I, is not good. or I would also dislike it. probably. <laughs> but I was just very disappointed by the fact that it is a stupid mod. Like it feels like and I don't know if it actually is going to be, but it feels like much like Evolve. This was built to sell loot boxes. And oh. that sucks. Yeah, just uh, feels like it's a don't do that with your game. Huh. You had the perfect video game for what it was. Yeah. Just make more of it. How does it compare to the uh, that Predator game? Which we also played uh, in early so access. The Predator game had a bunch of loot boxes, but it was all for cosmetics, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Right? That was also I actually, like I the... liked I definitely liked the Predator game more because the Predator game is much closer to Left 4 Dead. It, it's just a guy doing one thing mm-hmm. and some people doing another thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the game. Yep. Uh I played some more Yakuza Zero. Yeah. And I am not I don't understand this how to play this game like i'm getting through it the story is progressing but i have no idea how the combat works at all and i'm doing a lot of combat (laughs) i don't have anything new to say about it from the last time it's just very weird um the game the main games so i oh i then i played uh i bought the alesta collection right you ever played any alesta games no what's the they are uh space what oh MSX. They're 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 shmups. Ah. Uh, mostly on the Master System or Game Gear. Uh, the Alesta collection. It's it's a Japan exclusive. I had to import it. Hmm. Uh, it's a collection of Alesta uh, and Power Stone Two, which was the English version. And then uh, I think there's one more on there from the Master System, and then Game Gear Alest One and Game Gear Alest Two. And a brand new game, Game Gear Alest 3, which is a just a brand new developed in 2020 Game well, Gear game. All right. Does it run on um, the original hardware? No, because it didn't. I mean, so, uh, yes and no. They It does run on original hardware. If you were to burn the ROM image to a cartridge, hmm. it would run. They, in fact, during the marketing showed that they had a fully, you know, manufactured cartridge with like box and instruction manual Excellent. and everything and then they plugged it into a game gear and it just works that we need more of that um, but you can't actually buy that unfortunately Aww. you just buy it and it's part of the collection uh which is really what i wanted i want uh but it came with the game gear mini mm-hmm. which is also a thing that does not exist outside of japan but like it's like the NES mini but it's a game gear Aww. and it has the entire collection uh including the ones that didn't come out on game gear the master system ones and it plays on a little Game Gear that's like a quarter of the size of a real one. Hmm. Um, I feel like I would Game want Gear Mini the, is, uh, the screen to be is at least it, the same size. Yeah, the Game Gear Mini is like a product line. I think there are four of them. Each uh, of them has like six games on them. All right. And it's like 50 bucks each. They're just novelty. But uh, the the Alesta Game Gear is only available through the, the collection. So I was like, I want to new game gear game and then i busted out my game gear and played some of my actual game gear um i am incredibly bad at Alaska. it is (laughs) like like i part of it is that like i don't know the rules uh and i can't read japanese 
So even though it's a shmup, I don't know what the menus are. I had to look up the translate. Like there is just a menu translation that I was able to find and then it was fine. But like this game is not designed for people who have not already gotten good at shmups. Mm. And that is not me gotta... and because it is old. It's just like, oh, did you get a game over? Start from the beginning of level one. There's no there's no continue. Maybe there's a continue option in the menu somewhere and I don't know how to do it. But boy, I, I've only played the very, very original one. I think the, the later ones, especially the new one, might be somewhat more friendly mm. And this game. And it does have cheats. It lets you like do a bunch of tweaks. There's an easy mode. I'm still terrible at it. Mm. I'm so bad at Alesta. Like, oh, my God, I've never felt this bad at a shmup before. I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. Um, It's fun. But boy, hmm. also, I was trying to play it remotely through on my Vita and like any amount of lag on a shmup is uh, you've lost. Yep. So that did not work out so well. Yep. And then, so and then there are three games that I've actually been like playing for more than a couple minutes. Uh, they the first one is Spider-Man Miles Morales. All right. Uh, on the PlayStation 5. And it are is, the cops the good guys still? Boy, they are not. Cops do not like Miles. Um, Miles does not like them cops. Uh, I definitely uh, would say this is better than the first Spider-Man game, although you kind of need to have played it. The first Spider-Man game to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, although if you haven't, there is a recap at the beginning that will just like jump you right into it. I, I, I do not at all regret playing through the whole original Spider-Man first, though, uh, which I you know, got got a platinum on. I did everything hmm. except for New Game Plus. But uh, this is just a better game in along basically every vector. Like there's less filler activity. It's shorter. It is more visually interesting. It's the writing is better. It's not like significantly better along any particular one way, but it is just a better game incrementally in every way. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you liked Spider-Man, like there's no reason not to play this game. It does not engage with the issues that I want it to engage with mm-hmm. in a meaningful way, but it, it, it does a much better job than the first Spider-Man did. And I can't imagine any Marvel product seriously, just like digging into the realities of, what these things are like in real life. So yeah, for what it is, I guess it's good. Um, but it is also very fun and having watched enter the spider verse makes, and, and thus knowing who all the characters <laughs> are, uh, also contributes. There was a lot of my time in the original Spider-Man where I was like, boy, I bet this would be like really interesting if I had any idea who any of these guys were. Like if I had any emotional attachment to them or like even knowledge of their identities, like I'm sure that that game was just full of references that I did not get. Mm. Uh, but um, this this one, I feel much more uh, in, in tune with. Also, uh, you can get the suit from Enter the Spider-Verse as a costume. And it if you equip all the powers that come with it, it makes it so that when you punch a guy, it does the comic book little like <laughs> pow, wham, good. S- splat. Uh, and also Miles, move, while he's wearing that, he moves it 24 frames a second, even though the rest of the world is 60 frames a second because uh, the, 
he moves at movie frame rate. And that is very funny. I had to turn that off because I was mm. like, I do <laughs> like this is making me feel bad to look at. Like not not motion sick, but like he does not look right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's very weird to have the main the main character movie at a completely different frame rate for the rest of the game yeah but very very funny like it's a good joke it's a good good comedy comedy thing um still no idea what any of these other suits are from not not getting those references mm. yeah there are a lot um uh, my personal favorite is uh spider-man 2099 that one was a costume in the original i think yeah yeah, I, I mean, my favorite Spider-Man costume in general is twenty ninety nine. I like the one where he wears the Fantastic Four suit with the bag over his head. Yes, it, you 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 do get that reference. Uh, yes, I I I had heard about that before, so yes. <laughs> um, yeah, Miles Morales on PlayStation Five and PlayStation Four. So regardless of what you own, if you have one of those consoles, you can play it. Sweet. But you want to play on the PS5 because the loading time is non-existent. Sure, but if you don't have a PS5, you're not going to miss out. Hmm. I have many games to play, so I might just put this off until I have a PS5. Yeah, what was nice was that uh, if, if you, it's, for, it's a $40 game, not a $60 game, but hmm. if you pay 60 it comes with a remaster of the original Spider-Man oh, on nice. PS5. So that was just like, I don't own the original Spider-Man, so I was just like, oh, well, there's a no-brainer for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second game that I've been playing is uh, Trails in the Sky. The Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, first chapter. Um, this is a JRPG from Falcom, uh, which is, a, a, of course, a huge, huge in Japan JRPG company. Um, you might know their their franchise Ease. Like oh, yeah. Y-S. Yeah. I have almost played one. I think that Falcom is the biggest jrpg company in japan i after square okay i was gonna say (laughs) without a qualifier merger of square and enix i think that i think that their franchise because it was always dragon quest and final fantasy and now that they are under the same company i think that they are they have moved up into the number two position for most popular jrpg are they from uh from one company are they just never going to merge those two lines Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy? Yeah. They're totally different. Sure. They're both JRPGs. They have very different gameplay. Mm-hmm. Dragon Quest is still like a... Dragon Quest still fundamentally plays the same today. Like if you buy Dragon Quest Eleven, it plays the same as it did on the Famicom. Mm. It is just the most vanilla traditional <laughs> JRPG you can, you can imagine. And that's why it sells. Final Fantasy is always doing like some weird thing. Yeah, that's true. It's always trying to redefine itself. I I have been hearing about this this Trails series of games for forever. I have never heard of it. And the appeal, as far as I can tell, is that it is a continuous storyline. There are like eight or nine of them now, and they are just like... So this is the uh, this was the first one they did. So this is a spinoff of the Legend of Heroes series. Mm. So this is the Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. It became... It has a similar relation to The Legend of Heroes in the way that uh, Persona is technically Shin Megami Tensei Persona. Right. Um, so it is entirely its own standalone sub-series. Um, and much like Golden Sun, 
trails uh, in the sky is two games that are the first ha- first and second half of the game because they didn't have the ability to put it all out at once. Hmm. So at so much like Golden Sun, you finish when I finish this game, I will just import my save directly into the second game. Nice. And then there is a third one. And then it moves to, I think, there's a second s- series of trails. And th- now they're doing trails of uh, trails in Cold Steel, I think, is the third series. But all of these, each of these little trails sub franchises follows uh, from the prior one. Hmm. And each of them is set in a different country in the same world. And these countries are at war with each other, I guess, or will be at some point down the line. And so it's sort of Game of Thrones it where you see one nation's perspective on another nation. And then the next series is from that nation's perspective and what is going on there. Also like Golden Sun. Yes. Um, so my what, what I understand, having only been somewhat into the first one, is that all of these eventually confer converge and there is like, it is a game that it is a franchise that just really rewards hmm. sticking with it and just continuing to play because it remembers what you've done in all the prior games. Oh, it like all the way back has character. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it goes back more than one game, but it, that prior game imported your boss save. So I, I'm not sure how the continuity works. Hmm. It re- there are character like you will your characters will never become irrelevant. They will always remain important <clears throat> players. It's it's a lot of the stuff that I liked from like Dragon Age and Mass Effect in that regard. So we're not really getting more of those anytime soon. <laughs> and I like JRPGs, so picked up Trails and Boy. I, I would say the writing is totally passable. Nothing blowing me away. Nothing bad. The systems are very fun um, because. All of the magic that you know is learned by slotting gems into your bracelet. Oh, And you can mix and match them to learn different spells at will. I remember when Um, I came up with that idea. Yep. Well, this game is from 2006, so it absolutely predates our idea. Um... I would try to explain it, but if I were to explain it, it would sound very complicated and difficult to understand. And if you boot up the game and play it for 10 minutes, it's very, very intuitive how it works. Mm -hmm. But like you've got a bunch of slots and each slot has a different element and different combinations of elements and different slots give you different spells. But when you're doing it, it just makes sense. So yeah, uh, it's material JRPG that you could do worse combines. Yep. Uh, The combat is also not traditional JRPG combat. Mm -hmm. Um, It is turn based. But it is on a grid. Um, oh, like, you know, like uh, Radiant Historia. Yeah, and I think Sands of Destruction also did that. This So the grid in this game is not like that. The grid in this game is like, it looks like a Fire Emblem map almost. It's like a big grid. Mm-hmm. And it's still turn-based like a JRPG, but positioning mat on the grid matters. Mm-hmm. Like enemies can be out of range. Right. Example. So you're running around in on a grid in turn-based JRPG comp. Cool. And it has what is basically a limit break system. As you attack it or attack, you build up energy. But you don't have to spend it all at once. You can spend it on smaller skills, or you can spend your entire bar, as long as your bar is at 100, to get a turn at any point, even if it's not your turn. 
it shows you like the turn queue, much like a uh, Final Fantasy X does, where it shows you who's going to attack in what order. And it, by using a limit break, you can just interrupt and inject yourself into the queue. And you want to do that because on many turns, whoever moves that turn gets a random power up. So it might be like critical chance up this turn or physical attack or you like free heal this turn. So you want to use your interrupt turns to make sure that the enemies are not getting those bonus buff turns that you are. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's trails. Uh, I would, yeah, it, I think it's, uh, it was on sale on steam. The entire franchise was like $7 each or something on steam. That sale may be over, but that's when I got it. Um, and these are PC, uh, PC native games. They were not ported from a console although they are now on mm. consoles. Um, Falcom originally released these games for windows. So they are, wow. uh, they are best played on windows. <laughs> because you can mod them oh, and is there people a... have because um, because they put out like enhanced ports with new art and voice acting on the Vita and all of that stuff has been backported by fans into the PC version. Should you desire it? Excellent. Or you could just take the voice acting and get the original graphics, whatever, like they have been hacked to death <laughs> and Falcom is totally okay with that. Nice. They don't, they're not legally obligated to pursue that. They may be, but they haven't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just like extract all of these files into this directory. And now the game has voice acting. Hmm. And then the last game that I've been playing a lot of over the past two or three days is uh, The Legend of Zelda Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Yeah. Um, How's that going? This game rules. Hmm. Like this game is so good is so much better than the original Hyrule Warriors, which I was lukewarm on. Uh, so I've, I've played three Muso games. I played the original Hyrule Warriors on Wii U, and then I played the port to 3DS, which was the first one that I actually liked. I thought that it was terrible on Wii U, pretty fun on 3DS. Didn't bother playing it on Switch because it was the same game as the 3DS one, hmm. but with better graphics. Um, then I played the Fire Emblem Warriors game, that was much better than Hyrule Warriors. It had more going on systems wise. Uh, the cast was pretty weak, but just it had gameplay was better. This game. If you liked Breath of the Wild. You should play this game. Hmm. Do you care about spoilers for this game? I hear there's an egg. There is an egg. <laughs> uh, that is not a spoiler. <laughs> But uh, can, can I talk yeah, about this yeah, game's plot? Do you care about Zelda? Just don't Spoiler. spoil anything mechanical. Don't tell me that I'm ever going to have to push a button at any time. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> so if you're a person who does who would be mad about spoilers, and boy, let me tell you, there are a lot of people on the internet who are mad about spoilers for this game. Like, this is a this game has made a lot of people on the internet very angry with its plot. Oh, with it, okay. Not being spoiled, but... No, the plot of this game has made people angry. I bet you. So we got to talk about it. I bet you it forks the uh, the timeline again. But yes, it. So or, this game, part of it is like, and I can understand this part of it is that this game was marketed as a prequel to Breath of the Wild. It's a hundred years before Breath of the Wild. To show you <laughs> what happened to the calamity just, that destroyed Hyrule. It takes place on Kahola Island. Boy, no, and, 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 and that is that is what it was sold as. Like the marketing pitched that as the product that you were buying. Right. And that is deceptive because although that seems to be the case, in actuality, this is a sequel to Breath of the Wild. That's weird. 
which what happens is at the beginning of the game, you know, it, it starts in the present. The calamity has happened at a little, a guardian, little egg shaped guardian yeah. goes back in time to a hundred years earlier. And from there you play through the events of breath of the wilds prequel story as you would expect. And what is expected is what happened in breath of the wild in that, uh, Ganon wakes up and kills everybody, right? Like that—that's what happened hmm. in the story of Breath of the Wild. Is that like the Hi- heroes of Hyrule lost, and Ganon's been out of control for a hundred years? How did Zelda not age at all over those hundred years? Um, thinking about it, she's magic. I, I anyway, I thought that she just—am I wrong that she just died? Was she? No, not... she's in Hyrule Castle. She's been holding Ganon, right? I thought like in the castle you, for a hundred years. I thought that you arrive there, rescue her, and then she fades away because she, it's just been she's just been. No, did you not projecting. get the true ending where she, you and her like resolve to rebuild the kingdom, and she tells you that like her powers may be gone, but she doesn't care. Um, I mean, I must have, but I guess I was just you have to not get all the, the photograph important. memories oh, to get the true ending. Yes, I think I did. that. Anyway, I haven't beaten this game yet, but I know roughly what happens, which is that when the calamity arrives and you expect that everyone's just going to get obliterated, as is the story of this game, um, the hero, there's a a large part of the events of Breath of the Wild is that you go out and get new champions, basically, right? Like, free the divine beasts from Ganon's control so the champions can the ghosts of the champions can like pilot them finally. And then there are like new ish champions, like that shark prince that everybody was in love with. Right. (laughs) Um, a bunch of those new, new characters jump through a portal and it becomes a sequel to breath of the wild where having defeated Ganon in breath of the wild, they have now traveled back to a hundred years earlier to prevent the catastrophe from happening in the first place. Okay. And they do, and everybody lives happily ever after. And people were real mad about that. They were like, this is not what was sold to us as a product. We were told we were getting a prequel, not a, like... I mean, oh, I feel fan, like that's... Fan fiction, time travel Pretty story. hair-splitty. It's a sequel that takes place before the original game. I'd... Well, it's a, it's a prequel until the characters from the sequel time travel back and change the story. Hmm. Like if they hadn't done that, it just would have played out as people expected and they would have you would have gotten your bad ending like it was the thought. Anyway, I my my take on this is boy, that's real dumb. <laughs> like that's just fun. a dumb story. Like they shouldn't have done that, but also like it's a Zelda game. <laughs> so like the plot doesn't really matter. Like there's never been a Zelda game that has a, a seriously well written, good, compelling plot. Hmm. so why why like this being also dumb does not matter right right? it's just another dumb thing in a parade of dumb zelda things i don't think i I, i'm not gonna say i don't think anyone comes to zelda for the story but i don't know if that's really the the main draw for for these games gameplay on the other hand great you get to pilot the divine beasts it's very good Ever wanted to just like blow up 70 Lionels at once <laughs> with a mega laser? You can do it in this game. Can you otherwise go down on foot and fight them one at a time? 
Uh, yes, but not like there are the divine beast missions are like specifically for that. You can't get out of the divine beast in those missions, hmm. but you can do plenty of Lionel fighting on foot in other missions. Nice. The way so the gameplay loop is uh, unlike many of the other Muso games that I've played. I guess two of the other, although I think this is true of the others, where it's like you're running around a big map capturing forts and defeating generals, and it's kind of the same. This one is much more story focused. You do a lot of like running around maps and the maps are zones from Breath of the Wild that have been chunked up into little mini zones. Mm-hmm. Um you like the the so the the game flow is you are you know like you have a big map of all of Hyrule that is the game and there are little icons all over it. Like uh, you would ex- like you would see in a war room where people are pushing little statues around with brooms <laughs> right. uh, on the map. Um, and there some levels are like you jump in and do combat. Some are you have to have gathered resources while fighting in the combat maps to do side quests to unlock vendors to buy gear or new equipment for Link or like cooking recipes because it is very breath of the wild. Like most of the systems from breath of the wild, breath of the wild are in this game in some form. Right. Um, the gameplay of each character is, is unique, which is a huge deal there. I haven't run into any characters that are like clones of each other. Uh, and really, really just uniformly, every single one of them has been a blast to play. My favorite one is Impa. Mm -hmm. Her, her thing is that she sticks a symbol on an enemy and then, rips it out and it becomes a clone of her and you can get up to eight of these okay and so you're just running around with a little army of impas that do so many hits to everything and so much damage um link's thing is that he can equip a bunch of different weapons so he can use a sword or a hammer or a spear or whatever like in breath of the wild Hmm. Uh, so he's got a bunch of different move sets is there weapon durability the most important is, mechanic not. in Breath of the Wild. Thank God. <laughs> um, Zelda is playable. Uh, she uses the Sheikah Slate, so her ability, her her combat is all like bomb followed by Magnesis followed by Stop Baga or whatever the heck the time one is followed by <laughs> the Pillar of Ice underneath them. She's she's uh, everybody can use the Sheikah Slate, but her combat is all about the slate. Those weren't tied to the slate were they in breath of the wild they were yes they were huh yep they were power-ups for your slate that's why the bomb that's why you had infinite bombs because they were manifesting out of energy from the slate i mean i figured it was video game yeah but every other zelda game does not have infinite bombs sure bombs are a resource but also every other zelda game doesn't have weapon durability or not every other zelda game is in three dimensions (laughs) Right, but the point is you would expect weapons... uh, Limited bombs is just a form of weapon durability. (laughs) I was about to say that. I was about to go there. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, Rivali could fly, which is incredibly busted. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't fought any other enemies that fly other than like a a keese. They don't fly that high. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it turns out that uh, being a birdman is very powerful <laughs> on the battlefield when nobody can fly other than you. Um, uh, the the Goron, his attacks create lava, which you can then detonate. Mm-hmm. 
the Zora, you can put down a geyser on the field and then hit a button to teleport to it at any point. So you just jump around and hit people. It also she heals. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just got the giant Korok with the maracas. Nice. And uh, he, I think his, he summons a bunch of Koroks, but I... He's the first one that I've run into where I'm like, I, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, and uh, the Gerudo woman. Um, she you could you can stand in place and charge up electrical power to bank and you could use that to enhance her abilities in various ways. So she's like a resource, a resource management hero. And I'm sure there are more that coming down the line. Um, but yeah, I. I did not expect this game to be as great as it is. I expected it to be about as middle tier as the other <laughs> ones that I've played. It makes me really excited for the Persona one that comes out next month because I've heard that that is even more closer to Persona and not much like a Warriors game. Um, so if if it is as true to the Persona franchise as this is, is to Breath of the Wild... I, it is gonna be. I will. I will enjoy that a lot. Is this yeah. just one Age company making all of these? Hmm? Is it just one company making all of these? Yeah, it's uh, Koei Tecmo, mm. who also made uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Nice. They have played just an excellent game. Yeah, Intelligent Systems is the developers for the Fire Emblem franchise, but I think only six people from Intelligent Systems worked on Three Houses, and something like a hundred <laughs> from Koei Tecmo. All right. So. <sighs> that's all that I've played. I don't think I have anything else. I think that's it. I want to say thank you to our Patreon backers for backing us on Patreon. Hey, it's great. I'm going to go play some more of it now after we thank our generous Patreon backers. Yes, thank you, Patreon backers. I appreciate you. Duncan, sorry. Duncan Jones... Do you know who Duncan Jones is? Mm, is that a cross between Alex Jones and Dunkin' Donuts? No, Duncan Jones is a film director. You may have seen the movie that he directed, Moon. Yeah. Or Source Code. M- Moon was great. Source Code was or the one with Donnie Darko, Warcraft. right? Warcraft. Warcraft. Um, I really enjoyed Warcraft, even though it didn't really... You, you may know his father, David Bowie. Oh. Okay, yeah, uh, passing familiarity with that. <laughs> anyway, he just posted on Twitter that he wrote uh, during coronavirus, apparently, and he just posted he has spent his time in quarantine writing a full film script for an adaptation of the LucasArts game Full Throttle. <laughs> okay. So that was, uh... I'll put that in the show notes, I guess. Right, okay. Um. Did he, uh, did, anyway, did he, thank did he you. insult uh, uh, Tim Schafer? Yeah. He he uh, he linked Tim Schafer to it. Nice. Get Jack anyway, Black on board. Uh, if you want to tell us why event. you hate Age of Calamity and how it betrayed your hopes and dreams. because it doesn't have the durability uh, system. That's it. I can't even yeah, play it. Write to us at <laughs> contact at redpagespodcast.com. We got we to gotta make a fake... Strong bad quote. Keep on attempting to escape. <laughs>